Hey guys, happy new year. I have James Lawrence here who is the iron cowboy. So for those, if you're watching this and you are not in the Ironman or triathlete space, I want to take a couple of minutes just to appreciate what James has done in his life from breaking not just a couple of Guinness world records, but also the endurance feats that he has accomplished. And today is an interview about mental grit. It's about being what he calls average and still overachieving what most people would just dream of doing. And so if you're watching this today, especially, you know, we're publishing this um, just before 2022. Uh, and if you're ready for 2022 to be a awesome breakout year for you, I highly recommend you sit down, you take some notes because what James has accomplished in his life through Iron Cowboy and things that we'll get into in a second, um, there's a lot to learn from this man. So I highly recommend that you follow along and bookmark this episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Launch and Scale podcast. I'm Kirsten Ross, and this podcast, we talk about best practices when it comes to launching and scaling your physical product brand online. Whether you're doing Kickstarter or even launching your own brand online, we help you with best foundational practices and conversations around helping you build a brand that you can sell or at basic support your lifestyle so that you can quit your nine to five and live life on your terms Super excited. You can dive into more resources and previous episodes at Kirsten.com. But, oh man, James, do you want to introduce what an Ironman is or should I go through that rabbit hole? Yeah, I, I can do that. It's simple. So Ironman is actually a brand. Um, yeah. It is owned by the World Triathlon Corporation and they have done a brilliant job in branding triathlon distances. And so your four traditional distances are sprint distance, Olympic distance, which is obviously done in the Olympics, half distance and full distance. And each one of those basically double in distance. Yeah. And my journey started with just doing those sprints, those explosive fast races. They're done in pools. They're done in open water. They're, they're just, they're done inside. A um, lot, a lot of fun. Anybody can do them. And then I slowly made my way up to the full distance triathlon, which is a 2.4 mile swim a 112 mile bike ride followed by a full marathon run 26.2 miles and that my friends is a total of 140.6 miles yes which oh you can't really or canadian 220 kilometers i know that one too yeah 4.8 4. 4.8 no 3.8 k uh, 180 bike 42k run 42 yeah it's funny because we're both canadian James born and raised in Calgary, but, uh, I train in miles. My Ironman trainer was like when I did it back in 2017, uh, American. So I just adopted the mile system and I actually just got my 140.6 Ironman tattoo. But I let's, let's be clear here because we talk about the Ironman distance is what you just mentioned, but you have completed these three feats of a swim, a bike and a run all within the same day, back to back to back. And that's something that a lot of people don't realize. And when I tell them what that distance is, they think I'm nuts or that someone human would just die doing that in a day. So, um, <laughs> but what's super interesting is that you've completed this several times. So um, let's just fast track to a few things you've done. Um, back in, I think it was 2012, you did 30 full Ironmans in a year and then broke the record, Guinness world record. Yes, yeah, 30 full um, 
official events around the world. We went through 11 countries. And prior to that, in 2010, um, just to gain knowledge, gain experience, we kind of started with half Ironman world record. And we broke the half Ironman world record in 10, the full Ironman world record in 12. And then in 2015, uh, we set, do you want me to say it? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know how, how much we're getting, getting into right now. Yeah. 2015 uh, was a crazy um, adventure year. Obviously we had, we went into the campaign so naive, but we set the goal to do um, 50 full distance. So full Ironman distance triathlons in 50 consecutive days. And then we wanted to raise money for charity. We wanted to involve the, the public. We wanted to really push the limits of, of physical, mental, and logistical boundaries. And so mm-hmm. we did it in all 50 states. And so it was called the 50-50-50. So iron distance during the day, drive through the night, set up again, and then repeat, repeat, repeat. So in that summer, we did uh, 7,030 miles. And- so that would be a consecutive world record. And for those that actually want to watch that journey, um, there's a Netflix documentary called The Iron Cowboy that actually documents the 50-50-50. And so. it's actually on Amazon Prime right now. Excellent. So it's on, it's on Prime or it can be downloaded from our website, ironcowboy.com. Love it. Fast track a couple of years, you did the world's toughest race, the Eco Challenge down in Fiji. Which yes. Which literally world's toughest race. There's also 10 episodes on Amazon Prime available with that. Um, can we just give a synopsis of what the world's toughest race is? Yeah, so it's an adventure navigation style race. And uh, man, I had I had no business being on a team, being in Fiji, being in the jungle. This thing is map and compass navigation. It is jungle trekking. It's ocean sailing. It's rappelling. It's ascending. It's um, mountain biking, it's, you name it. Uh, I mean, it's uh, stand-up paddleboarding, uh, just crazy, crazy modalities, um, checkpoints, again, navigation. And it is, uh, there was, I think, 67 teams from 40 plus countries in the, in the race. Teams of four, co-ed. Um, you have to at least have one female on the team. Yeah. Most, most teams are made up of three males, one female. Uh, very, very rare. I think there was one, three female, one male team. And yeah. then there were a couple, two male, two female teams. But the majority is three males, one female. Um, one fail, all fail. And it is just um, plot your course, hit the checkpoints, and don't quit. What's interesting is uh, when I saw, when I watched the world's toughest race, I was like, he's got this in the bag. This doesn't look that bad. You're just trucking across an Island in five or seven days, I think. And to watch you struggle through it, I'm not going to definitely watch the the show. It's awesome. But uh, it really, I guess, humbled me to how difficult it can be because I, I knew the feat that you went into with that, but also taking something that's completely out of your comfort zone because you're a trained triathlete and doing that to going into like a multi-sport in the jungle must have been, you know. Yeah, I think, I think that's what made it so difficult was it was so far outside of what we do. Yeah. Um, yes, it's endurance. Yes, it's sport. Yes, it's athleticism. But the, these, uh, these teams that are top of the sport and do it as a career, I mean, they're unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, we, we were flat out told by the producers, by Mark Burnett, you guys are not going to finish. Thanks for coming. Um, and we were like, oh, OK, this is going to be fun. And, and we just really took our time, really enjoyed it. 
yeah. but it, it was extremely hard because I mean, I don't, I don't navigate, I don't rock climb, I don't uh, ocean sailing on traditional Fijian boats. I mean, that's something I've never, ever done. And when you find out you're on, you're on the show, they're like, okay, you have to be proficient in these modalities. And so we're like, okay, crap, let's go to, let's go to Moab. Let's go to St. George. Let's get certified in rock climbing, get certified in whitewater rafting. Let's get all these different things. And so we, we legit had six months or less to learn all of these new skill sets and then get thrown into the jungle. No radio, no technology, nothing. You, you just out there. It's, it's backpack. It's bring your own food. It's find your own food. Um, and so it was a, it was a while. I think it was around 500 miles um, that you had to, that you had to, that you had to navigate through all those different modalities. And um, just, I mean, we went up a thousand foot waterfall in the middle of the night that just things like that, where you're just not expecting it. And um, just, just an unbelievable, really cool adventure. Got to meet Bear, uh, Bear Grylls. He was the, the host of the show. He's a lot of fun. And then just all the athletes from around the world. Um, and it's, it's really too bad that they were scheduled to do season two in Patagonia. And, yeah. and we were slated to be on that. And then the pandemic hits and Obviously, everybody's lives changed after that, and the show is no longer going to have a season two. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you'd do it again if you had the opportunity, and you just answered. Yeah, that. yeah, I totally would. Um, and you, because that you know, the world's toughest race is a release of the Eco Challenge from the early two thousands. They did five or six seasons way back then on the Discovery yeah. Channel, um, and this was kind of like the rebirth of it, and it was a giant production. I mean, I think. I think Amazon threw 70 million at, it. I mean, there's helicopters everywhere and it was yeah. the largest film film production for TV. Um, I think there was over a thousand cameras and cameramen all throughout the jungle trying to capture this whole thing. So it was wild. Yeah. I, I absolutely would, would do it again. I mean, our team was, was ready and willing to, to rock and roll again because we gained knowledge, we gained experience and we wanted to. to do yeah. yeah. The first, the first time was just, just such a learning curve and it would be interesting to do it in a new element too, right? Cause this was in the yeah. Fiji jungle. And then the next one was going to be like in the mountains, the freezing cold mountains of yeah. Patagonia. And part of me is grateful it didn't happen because I'm like, I hate being cold. <laughs> and this is what it's like. Yeah. Which it's funny because you live, you move from mountains to mountains. Yeah. So I thought I, you would thrive, you okay. know? <laughs> I, I love I love uh, seasons. I love the four seasons. I do like getting out in the snow, but like we're talking swimming in freezing cold water and enduring elements where you're outside for very long periods of time. Gotcha. When, I, gotcha. when I live here in the mountains, I can come home, sit by the fire, have a cup of cocoa. It's all good. They don't, wow. they don't, they don't give that, they don't give that to you in an eco adventure race. That is true. So then we fast forward. I'm just trying to like get through the, um, things without getting in the weeds here. Um, but you then, and this, uh, is super cool. I really thought after a human who goes through 50, 50, 50 would have too much mental trauma to ever want to go back to do another Ironman level race. But then I find out just this past 18 months you conquered, well, uh, conquer 100, which is a hundred Ironmans in a hundred days. Um, which I'm definitely going to ask you about that progression, but uh wow so you to when did you finish that that was about six months ago yeah june 9th was our final day so since then how have you been spending your time <laughs> yeah um full-on recovery 
Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if we do a real deep dive into the hundred, you, you know, and, and my entire career, there's, there's a lot of brain trauma. I grew up as a wrestler, had multiple concussions, um, have had some significant bike crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very significant bike crash during the hundred and was knocked yeah. out. Um, actually broke my back on day 59 of the hundred and did 41 more um, with a, a broken L5 vertebrae and very um, intense concussion um, uh, symptoms. And so since the hundred um, have gone to what's called cognitive therapy okay. um, to, cause my brain was stuck in hyperactive fight or flight mode. And so we basically, amazing technology but had to go through a whole process where we reset um, the neurological pathways of my brain from being in a protective state because you know you say 100 days it's hard to wrap your mind around what that time frame is it's a quarter of a year yeah so we did a full distance every single day quarter of a year no days off yeah which is nuts like i've done one iron man and which is not even the scope, like close to what you've done for, I guess I want people to understand the journey and what you went through during day 16, 32, 48, when you're in the middle of the grit, because I think what we don't understand is how difficult something is going to be if we've never done it before. And when it comes to, um, I believe that there's so much overlap in what we can learn from an endurance athlete to somebody starting their own business for the first time, because even someone who starts their own business for the first time, they have a goal. It's the end point. And the end point is they want to have an eight figure business in five years and sell it. But, and they may know some of the milestones they need to hit or the activities they have to achieve during that time, but actually going through it for the first time, coming up against resistance, obstacles, mental chatter, wanting to quit several times, so many people don't make it through. And what separates, say, someone like you from someone who quits is that no matter how hard it got, you never quit. And so I want to take some time to dig into that process a little bit. Um, Because what I can speak to is how difficult it is to go when your brain is telling you to quit or if you don't even have the fuel, nutrition, or recovery staged to allow your body to keep going. Mm-hmm. So first thing I want to know is what keeps you going? Why do you keep coming back to these insane challenges? Like what, what drives you? What motivates you? Yeah, it's interesting. I always think there's uh, three uh, or so components to it. And, and one has to be personal. One has to be like, and for me, it's just trying to find my potential, physically, spiritually, mentally, what yeah. are those limits? And it's always fascinating because you 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 put together a campaign where you believe you're going to find those limits. And if you choose to stay the course, you choose to yeah. climb those mountains, you choose to make it all the way to the finish, it opens up more. It opens up the, the more and more significant yeah, possibilities because now you've gained experience and knowledge. And it's the same in business, right? You have to go through the process and learning stages and stepping stones to, in order to, I mean, six, seven, eight figures are, are very difficult benchmarks to make, yeah. but success breeds success and momentum and creates momentum and um, wins lead to more wins. And so 
Um, yeah, so for me, it's always, there's always a personal reason behind it, uh, just trying to find my own limits. We always raise money for charity. And in this last campaign, the Conquer 100, we, uh, we partnered with Operation Underground Railroad, which um, they do a sting mission and operations to try to eradicate uh, human sex trafficking and slavery. And awesome. so, so unbelievable initiative. Um, we ended up raising uh, over $500,000. Um, for the, the uh, charity, which will ultimately save lives. Mm-hmm. And so there's always a personal reason. There's a um, philanthropic reason. Um, and what I've learned by doing these challenges is my intentional willingness to suffer gives people hope on their journey um, where they aren't intentionally suffering. Um, and they say, man, if that dude can get up and do one more, then I can continue on my journey. And, and that, that's, that's really why we do it because it gives people hope and, and, and hope is life. Yeah. And, um, and it's one of the greatest gifts that you, you can give somebody. And so um, there's always a time period in between when we do these big challenges to reset physically, to reset mentally, to reset spiritually. I mean, it just takes so much energy, effort, resources to do these giant campaigns. I mean, this last Conquer 100, again, was a quarter of a year and it takes yeah. a team um, to do something for that long. You, you talk about um, going all in 24 hours a day, no days off for that long of a time period. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a significant sacrifice. And I think that's what people also, um, everybody knows what they want, right? They're like, Hey, I want in business. I want the, I want the, eight, I want the eight figure business. I want that cash out. I want the million, I want the hundred million dollar, you know, all these things. Um, and they're not, they don't have, they're asking the wrong questions. Everybody knows what they want. What are you willing to sacrifice? And most people aren't willing to take the time. Like they're, they're like, okay, this is my game plan. These are the, some of the action steps I need to do. And then they don't say, okay, this is what I'm going to have to sacrifice in order to achieve that. And when a lot of people go down that road of what they're willing to sacrifice, um, they're like, oh man, that's not worth it because I really enjoy these things over here. And right. I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. And so it's that checks and balances. And some people are just intimidated by that process and don't even do it. And as a byproduct, they don't reach their goals either. So, yeah. Um, where do we go from here? So in terms of the keep going, um, what I hear from people that will watch interviews with guys like you or Elon Musk or, you know, the guys that have just, they've, they've made it. Um, a lot of people will kind of make a, well, he was just genetically gifted. Ah, he's been an athlete his whole life. Ah, he, he, whatever, making excuses to kind of justify their reason for not going for it or not thinking bigger than they're kind of comfortable too. Right. Um, I would love to hear a little bit about you. Are you an average guy or have you been in triathletes your whole life? Like or triathlons your whole life. Like, just tell me a little bit about that and how you got started with this whole journey. Yeah. I, I call this, you can't go from zero to a hundred <laughs> and, and people, advice. If they, if they, if they, if they are tuning in late, um, you know, social media is always on the rise. New people are finding new people all the time and you catch people at different parts of their journey naturally. Yeah. And, and it's someone that sees the headline, hundred, hundred Ironmans in hundred days, um, like, nope. four, 14,000 miles covered by the human capacity with no days off. They, they, they can't, com- they can't comprehend it, but what they don't realize is dude, that that's 
a 15 year culmination of, of effort, consistency and hard work. Um, I, I do a lot of speaking around the world and um, um, I've had an amazing opportunity to speak in 40, 48 countries around the world. I've, I've, I've been able amazing. to go to and, and speak. It's been so, so fun. Uh, <laughs> totally, totally wild ride. I mean, I would have never imagined when I was growing up that this is this is where my life would be. Um, oh, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. There's that, there's that brain. There's that brain. There's that brain. Yeah. So what, what was I, I going to say? We're, um, we're talking about like, I guess, you don't go from zero to a hundred. Oh, yeah. You don't go just- from zero to hundred. That's right. Yeah. And in, in my presentations that, that I've done everywhere um, and, and continue to be on, we're on an amazing tour coming up in 2022. Um, every journey has a beginning. Yeah. And, and you, you, we, you, you, wherever you are in your journey right now, you have to be okay w- with, with where you are and w- the choices you have made to get you to this point. And I always show, I always talk about humble beginnings and that everybody, you know, we need, everybody has a beginning. And yeah. I, I legit have a picture of me in my very first sprint triathlon. I am in a pool. I'm gripping to the side of the edge. I'm gasping for air. Um, and then I, and then I transition to an Ironman start where there's 2000 athletes. Um, and when that gun goes off, I got kicked in the face. I got punched. I got swam over top of, I got pulled down in the water. And I had to learn to relax and calm to be yeah. able to be able to navigate that chaos. Um, but but it, it is, I mean, people people get inspired and, and by listening to someone or, or seeing someone's story and they go, I'm, I'm going to go right to that. Like that's that fires me up. But they don't realize, look, that was fi- that was the culmination of 15 years of work to get to that point. And if you're at the beginning of your journey, don't go from zero to 100 because you will fail. You have to set the goal to have 100, but that could be a 10 year goal, right? Yeah. Whatever it is in your business, if it could be a very long-term goal, the guys that you see doing that are doing the multi-million dollar exits that have hit an eight-figure business income. Those guys have been at it for a long time. They have failed multiple companies. They have partnered. They've learned. They've they've acquired knowledge along the way. And that's what that's what a lot of people today are not willing to do. One, they don't ask themselves what they're willing to sacrifice. And two, they don't have the patience or the vision to stick with it for a long enough time to learn what they need to learn in order to do that acquisition. If you're on your first days of your business, you don't have the knowledge to even negotiate that sale. And so you've got to get to that point. Yeah. And I think what's interesting too, is um, a lot of the beginner brands that I coach, it's like, I have to whenever they're, they're hit with a piece of bad news their suppliers drop them or they didn't get the partnership they wanted, you know, something that you consider a failure in their mind. A lot of them think, oh, does, is this a sign I need to stop? And it's like, no, that's a sign you have to keep going. And I think that a lot of beginners, even triathletes, people doing that from couch to 5k for the first time, I think because they don't have any benchmark to see how much crap you have to eat in the process. They just think, Oh, this is this too hard for me because I'm just not meant to do it. And what's really interesting is you've leaned into that, you know, on, in the Netflix documentary, you saw some of the lows of the lows of the lows of your 50, 50, 50. And I'd love to take some time to look at kind of one of your lowest points and how you crawled out of that when you wanted to quit with that. So, yeah, I mean, let, let's even talk about the hundred. Um, I just posted, uh, I just, I just posted a a picture. Um, 
uh, on my Instagram on it was either Friday or Saturday of it was from day number five of 100 consecutive. And it's a picture of my legs that are taped up and completely swollen. And, and it is, I, I, we're, we're filming the post-production um, interviews f- for the new documentary that's coming out about the 100. Yeah. And it was the first time since March uh, and, and through the, the Conquer 100 campaign that I've actually sat down and, and kind of re-scrolled through Oh no way! Those hundred days, I I never went back and visited because it was traumatic and it was I was dealing with other things and it just wasn't a priority. Anyways, I go back and I'm scrolling through it on camera and I come across that picture on day number five, and I as soon as I saw it, I I remembered that how difficult, how low, how impossible that was, um, because in that moment you're only you're here five in. That is the very beginning of of your journey. Yeah. Or, or challenge um, wherever you are in your journey. And, you know, it, it completely would have crippled me mm-hmm. to say, oh, I'm already broken. I, I've still got 95 more to go. You, you yeah. put your focus on how much more you have to go on the journey or you have, you know, you, you have to have a paradigm shift and you have to be so hyper-focused and so present on just right now. And, and really, only the things that you can control. There's a great book by um, something Sinek. Um, it's called the the one thing. Oh, okay, Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek. Yeah, yep. the one thing, and it's it's just a, the simplest of concepts that that gets glazed over or missed. Um, but but really, when you're in that moment and you're broken on day five and you have a 95 more to go, you have to be able to one recognize it, but then two be able to Put, put those horse blinders on man when you're in the middle of a race and so you can't see what's you know too too far out of your lane yeah. and you've got to be so hyper focused on just the one task the one thing you can control to keep that needle moving right and, and yeah. some days man some days your, your your capacity your energy is is low and you do feel broken and you can just you can just do one piece of one little task right but as long as you keep showing up you know, and keep progressing forward. The, the only way to guarantee that you're going to fail in anything you're doing, whether it's sports or business or relationships or parenting is to quit, is to stop. You stop showing up, you get, I guarantee you, you're going to fail. Yeah. So I'd love to dig into your process a little bit when you're, you're just, you feel broken and you know, you're, it's day five. You've got a clear physical injury that you can decide to stop or you can show up for day six get back in the pool, get back on the bike and get back on the run that day. Do you have a process that you swear by every single time you feel like you're at that low point or is it just kind of just put the pants back on and go like, I'd I'd love to dig into your system or your strategy for doing that. Yeah. I, I think that the strategy comes from years of experience and just, just knowing you know, I, you, you hear people all the time that <clears throat> will watch something, will consume something, will listen to something. Uh, they'll even attend something and, and listen to others share education or inspiration or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And that, that individual now is inspired, right? This, yeah. this, this inspiration. And, right. and to me, that's great. Mm-hmm. But you have to be moved to action, which is being empowered. And then 
once you are empowered and you start moving, motion creates emotion, right? And now you're starting to gain your own knowledge and experience and formulating what works for you. And so, you know, during the 100, um, I had, to, I've developed a skill uh, okay. to, to, to be able to, in those moments, have the knowledge that, okay, I can, I can continue. I can take the next step. I know what that feels like. And by doing so, my body adapts, evolves and gets stronger. And yeah. so, so my process is super, super, super simple. You, you pause, mm-hmm. you, you feel emotion, uh, you, you don't allow that to be your focus of attention and spiral. You feel the emotion, you process it, you take a deep breath, you remove emotion from the equation and you say, okay, what's the next logical step in order for me to continue? What is that one thing? Yeah. And then just that realization that one, the next step is not going to kill you. And two, that next step is probably the most important step because it's, it's when it's most difficult and there's a lesson involved with this piece of the journey. And so th- that's, that's the simplest form of it is like pause, feel, reflect, move. Action. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Is this a process that you, cause look, I know, um, doing a triathlon is a very solo experience, but is this a process you go through internally, individually by yourself, or is this something you like to involve your wife, your team in? And does that, does that help more or less for support? Yeah, I think there's going to be elements of, of both. Some of them is just going to be like super deep personal reflection um, moments where you're analyzing um, your feelings, your emotions. And then there's other times that's going to take critical thinking and yeah. it's going to take members of your team. And there's going to be moments where members of your team are going through something and just need a minute. And that, that's kind of, that's kind of the, this, this process that happens with a tight knit team. Like, and that's, and that's really the reason you put a team together because not everybody's going to fail, collapse, uh, have a moment all at the same time. And so for me, it was m- myself, my wife, Sunny, and the, the two wingmen, um, we, we were the core of, or are the core of all the big projects that we do. Yeah. And at any given time, any one of us was like, n- never did any of us need to be talked off the ledge or talked back into the game, but it was always like, okay, I need two minutes. I need two minutes to cry, to process, to feel, to, you know, just acknowledge those, those right. pains or discomforts. And then again, our, our mantra was always, here we go. And, and w- as soon as we were done processing, we'd say, and, okay, here we go. And the problem that most people or the trap most people get into is they start to focus on an issue or a problem. Um, and then it just becomes all consuming to them and they start to spiral. And it is actually one of my favorite words of all time. It's called catastrophizing and catastrophizing means you, um, are in a moment of despair, right? Yeah. And you, you can only imagine the worst possible scenario that is coming in the future because you're in a, 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 a situation or moment of distress. And all of a sudden you start catastrophizing about this futuristic moment that hasn't even happened yet. That is always the worst case scenario. And then, and then as humans, we find ourselves like all of our energy, all of our focus, all of our attention onto that. We spiral, we turn into these dumpster fire train wrecks. And it becomes so hard to come out of it. And, um, and so it's another concept that I call to have quick turnarounds. And, and, and yep. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying push everything down. I'm saying 
take that moment, feel, process, whatever. Don't dwell on it. Have a quick yeah. turnaround and get back to work. Say, you know, here we go. And then you get back to work. A really good example of something that can start very small is you pitch a brand that you want to partner with and they come back and say, no, or we're not accepting new people. So you or somebody would take that as, oh no, if they didn't like my brand, my brand must not be special. Nobody oh, no. We're, we're probably going to go out of business. What if I stop getting sales? Oh my God. How am I going to pay for my family's dinner? Oh my God. Oh my God. And it's just right. All with that one little thought and the assumption we made on how we reacted to that thought. So it's the same sort of thing with like, um, probably even you experience this with when you really want a day off of training, your brain might think I want a day off. And then you could start to spiral into all the reasons and excuses why you should just not show up that day. Same sort of thing. And that's all you're doing is giving yourself, um, excuses. (laughs) Yeah. So I, um, before this interview, I did post to crowdsource a few questions, um, from some people that follow your work and love what you're about. Um, before I get into kind of a rapid fire round, is there anything that I should have asked you or anything else that you want to add to just proving yourself wrong and testing the human limits? Um, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe just a, just a comment or, or, or words of encouragement for people, um, the hardest, the hardest thing to always do is to, to start, to start on a journey because we're doing that very thing. We're catastrophizing whether we are hard, you know, I, the biggest thing I've learned by traveling and talking to so many diverse groups and cultures is that humans across the board are hardest on ourselves. And we are, we are toughest critics and it's never, ever, ever as difficult or as hard as you think it's going to be and you just need to start. And so that is my, that is my biggest message for people is like, be okay with where you are in your journey. It's never too late to start. I was watching um, a story this morning and, and, and it was an, it was an older lady. And she was like, dude, if you sucked in your thirties, starting your forties, if you stu- sucked in your forties, starting your fifties. And yeah. then she went on, and then she went on to say that there was this, this um, artist, this painter that didn't start until uh, she was in her nineties and she created some of the most timeless, beautiful pieces. Um, and imagine if she hadn't have ever started um, in, in her 90s thinking it was too late. It is awesome. never, yeah. ever, ever too late to reinvent yourself. I love that because we think life, the average person can think life is finite. And oh, I've hit my peak at 35. No, you can start moving. You well, can here's, start going. Like, yeah, here's, here's what's crazy. So my grandmother just died. Um, lived an unbelievable life. She was 90 years old. And as we sit here today, I'm 45. Yeah. 50% of the way through like an entire life. And so if, if I take all of the knowledge and all the experience that I've gained to this point, I now have an unbelievable opportunity to take all of, I'm not starting at the beginning. I have not, I have experience just like most people do. Like you've, you've gotten to this point in your life by having experiences, by learning, by failing, by having successes, by creating momentum, by losing momentum, whatever it is, you have experiences. And so to to have that perception or perspective, or perspective is the right word to have the perspective now that I'm holy cow, I'm only 50%. I can take all of my current knowledge and now I have an opportunity to leave a legacy in anything I want to do. Like I, I'm not even, I'm, we haven't even hit a tipping point. We haven't hit, we haven't, we haven't even hit critical mass yet. Yeah. And so a lot of people would be like, oh, you're 45, you're done. No way. Oh, you've burned out. You're, you've done so much pain to your body. Blah, 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 blah. 
I haven't even, got, I haven't even, I haven't even got started. Yeah. So, uh, man, you said, okay. One thing I want to mention too, is that when I crossed the finish line, my time was 15, 14. And I remember within an hour of me crossing the finish line, I, there were two 89 year old men that yeah. did an Ironman distance. So you are never too early to start. If this interview has inspired you to sign up for an Ironman distance race, um, go for it. You're never too young or too old to start with that. So I love that little thing. Um, one question I actually forgot to ask you is in my research, you did the conquer 100 where it was a hundred Ironmans in a hundred days or hundred Ironman level triathlons, but you decided to show up one more day. So you actually completed 101 races in 101 days. So I'd love to know after hundred races, you're not done. And you're like, Oh, you know what? I missed this. I'm going to show up one more time. So I'd love to hear your thought process behind that for like, yeah, you know, you know, we talked about day five where it's like impossible to conceptualize 95 more. And so we had zero plans to do one Oh one. Um, and then, you know, you, you gain momentum, you overcome the obstacles, you face the challenges, you, you continue to show grit, toughness, and resilience, and you keep showing up every single day and you get in, you, you know, you're like, holy cow, night 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 95, we hit 97. And by, by about 97, um, the idea and the concept came to do one more mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's, in, it's, it's interesting how the, the conversation of the tone changes because it was like, you, you, you go from, I can't possibly do 95 more, I'm broken, mm -hmm. to you're now within eyesight of the finish line and, and now the vernacular changes to, well, what's one more? And what it's, it, more? It's, it's amazing, it's same journey, but just a different part of a journey. You're not gonna be the same person. You're not gonna be the same businessman. You're not gonna be the same businesswoman on day 97 that you are on day 95 and you don't get to know what it's like to be on day 97 unless you continue on that journey and don't quit when you believe the mountaintop is or, or the the mountaintop journey is an intense struggle and so mm -hmm. deep deep in the journey our perception changed and the con the, the conversation now quickly shifted to well what's one more and the reason that we did it is again i i, I teach this concept and I speak for around the world and I didn't want people to say, well, could you have done one more? And, yeah. and, and, and who am I to get up on stage and say, you know, you can do one more, no matter if you're broken, beaten down, you can also do one more once you've achieved the goal and continue to push and evolve. Right. Like that wasn't the finish line, both positively or negatively. And so woke up on day one-on-one after completing um, 14,060 miles and jumped, jumped in the water and did a, a solo by myself, 2.4 mile swim. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was ready to bike all 112 by myself, but we, the team saw that I was in the water and they were like, holy crap. We thought the celebration was the end and it's not. And yeah. so the, the team came out and surrounded me and we'd had an unbelievable uh, bike ride to call it the victory lap celebration. Yep. And we ran a final 26.2 miles that night um, and, and just, just capped it off with uh, that, that victory lap that, um, that you can do one more when, when, you're, when you're broken, when you don't. And sometimes you're going to have to do one more by yourself. Totally. And you really yeah. don't know how many times you're going to have to do one more. And on day number five, I mean, I, I just do one more. And then, and then once we had accomplished the goal and 
and did that, you know, proverbial sell of the business, um, shut up and did, did one more just to, just to prove that, that you can, um, no matter how broken or beaten you are. I love it. Okay. How much time do you have just, I have a hard stop at, uh, at the top of the hour. Okay. So we'll do say five minutes of rapid fire and then close it off. So, um, this is my question. <laughs> uh, how do you deal with the mental boredom and monotony? Uh, yeah, that, that is a, I believe a trained skill. I mean, everybody's born with a certain level of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that's one of my gifts. If someone, if someone said, Hey, it's an emergency, get in your car right now, drive across the country by yourself. I can do it. Um, yeah. and, I, and I would probably, I'd probably enjoy it. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think it's a great time when you're doing, uh, solo work, monotony work, um, to self-reflect. It's when I, it's when I drink, mm-hmm. I, I ask people all the time, like, when did, when did we as adults stop dreaming? Yeah. Uh, why, why, why is that just a kid thing to do? Um, and, and so for me, I get through that monotonous time, dreaming, thinking, planning, um, self-analyzing, reflecting, um, figuring out my whys, my reasons, um, all those things. It's actually an opportunity. Um, and, and really, t- you just have to accept the fact that the, the secret to winning anything is to do a lot of little things consistently over a long period of time. And that is a repetition of the basics. That is monotony. That is boring. Um, but that's that's how you win. Just accept the fact that there's two things. It, it has to happen. And two, there's sometimes an opportunity in there to reflect during those boring times. But just become so automatic with the basics. You take a look at Steph Curry, um, 33 years old. Um, on, you know, he just broke the NBA record for the most threes all time, beating Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, who dude, again, dude is 33 years old, has at least five years, if he wants to, maybe more yeah. to had that statistic to catch those guys. Those guys are legends in the space. That is what they were so amazing at. And to do it at such an early age in, in early in his career, it is a true testament to, repetition, doing those boring, boring fundamentals over and over and over again. There, there's only so many, so many pieces to a technique that go to a, to a three point, uh, three point shot. Right. Hmm. Um, but he, I mean, I, I read a thing recently to where he is now not just shooting it. He is trying to hit the exact same arc. Like he now doesn't consider it a made shot if it touches the rim or anything. It's like his, 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 um, his success pattern yeah. is shrinking to where, okay, I, it, it went in, but that wasn't a made shot because it touched the rim or did whatever. Right. And so he continues to refine and, and be perfect in his training. And, and he's just, he just an unbelievable example of taking, taking it to a new level. I, I truly believe he's one of the, he is the greatest uh, pure shooters um, that we've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Best ratio too. Um, okay. A couple of equipment questions. Um, when you did the 101 in 101 days, uh, what brand of goggles did you use and did one pair last you the entire 101 days? So I used tier, um, T Y R. Okay. Um, the nano nano is the one that I used okay. and we did all of our swims. Um, we started in March. It was 18 degrees outside Fahrenheit. On day number one, it was super cold. We had multiple snow days, rain days. So obviously no open water swimming. We did all our swimming inside of a 50 meter pool. Um, yep. And so there's chlorine. And so um, in order to not have goggle break down all those things, 
we just a brand new pair every single week. So um, the campaign was 14 weeks long. And so we went through 14 um, sets of goggles. And then I had pacers and other swimmers with me and they were all wearing those too. So, but for me personally, um, I went through 14 uh, pairs of goggles. Gotcha. Um, on your 50-50, what was your favorite swim? Uh, uh, favorite swim. I would say um, it would have been an open water swim that we did in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very cool point to point under a couple big, big bridges. And uh, we had a little bit of a current, so it was fast. And then also I had a great ocean water swim in um, Florida. A tri team came out and really supported us. So th- those two swims, they were, they were uh, really close to each other. They were, they were, they were, they were pretty, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Okay. And did you do any permanent damage to your body when doing the conquer 101, but 100? Um, yes, <laughs> unfortunately, um, the, on, on day 59, we had a catastrophic crash. I was knocked unconscious and I broke my back mm-hmm. and didn't realize it at the time. And post conquer, we were like, man, something's not right. And when you're in the middle of it, you're dealing with so many other things. You, you, you know, you're in pain, but don't really realize it. It wasn't the, the breaking back where you paralyze yourself, but I mean, I broke a vertebrae um, in that crash. And so I'm still dealing with that. That is going to take some time to rehab, recover. That bone is now fused. Um, but I, I still have to be careful because of it slips or anything like that. And so um, yeah. that is the, I had nothing, no permanent stuff from the, from the 50. Um, and I almost, I almost got through the hundred uh, without it. Obviously we're dealing with some mental, mental brain fog and stuff that we've had unbelievable team and therapy behind um, yeah. around the other side of that. And so now the only thing I'm really dealing with um, is that, that L5 vertebrae that uh, we just need to, to watch and yeah, be careful with. Yeah. Which is nuts. I like, I have so many questions, but I could spend hours asking you questions. So we'll just, we'll keep it simple. Um, I would love to know what is next for you because you have your Ironman or Iron Cowboy training portal for anyone who wants to get started with any running or triathlons, race plans, coaching, mentorship. You have a book, you've the Amazon Prime thing with the Eagle Challenge, you've got the Netflix, you know, you've got you've got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm curious what is next for the Iron Cowboy brand or even just for James Lawrence. Yeah, um, we have um we're writing the second book called Defy Logic. Um, we've got the second documentary that'll come out at the end of 2022. It's a huge process. Just imagine 24 hours a day, a camera rolling for a quarter of a year. That is so much footage Yeah, to piece together the right storyline and all that is, is very challenging. Um, we, we've launched a couple of mental training courses to talk specifically about mental uh, capacity, um, tricks and tra- tools and stuff that we use um, that, that we just Actually, tomorrow is the final um, day of an eight-week live one that we did, and we're, we're launching it again next year. Um, okay. a, lot, a lot of fun stuff we're doing. Um, uh, fitness app for anybody that just wants to get up off the couch and move and, and not triathlon-related, but just fitness-related. Yeah. And then in January 17th, we're launching um, anybody that wants to get into triathlon or expound their knowledge of it. We're doing a big 60 day challenge um, where we're going to be doing group coaching, nutrition coaching, all of it. That's going to be on January 17th. You can get all the details for that on our Instagram, Iron Cowboy James. And we also have a very fun race. Um, actually, I have a, a new poster for it right here. Um, it's called Starvation. 
um, Xtri. We've partnered with Xtri, which is the, they yeah. put on the Norseman World Championships. And so this is the only US qualifier to get into Norseman. Um, this race takes place on July 9th here in Utah in the unbelievable Rocky Mountains. Um, it is a it is a tough race. It is a full swim, full bike, full run with over 10,000 feet of climbing. And the entire run is on the beautiful ski resorts around Park City, um, Utah. So it's spectacular. Um, you can yeah. sign up right now on our website, ironcowboy.com or starvationxtry.com. Um, and what's next for me is just like uh, continuing to help people achieve their dreams. Like I, mm -hmm. I believe, I believe physically or mentally, I could go do anything I wanted if I ask myself and answer the question we posed earlier, what am I willing to sacrifice? And yeah. right now to do something bigger and grander than I've done, I'm not willing to sacrifice what that's going to take. Cause I have a ton of knowledge of what that would take. And yeah. so for me, it's, it, for, for me, it now shifts to, um, I've got four teenage girls at home. I've got a son and it's now time to transition them into the real world. That's going to happen over the next six years. My oldest is 19, runs my business. My youngest is 12. And so my next focus is um, engaging with them and also helping as many people as we can achieve their impossible. Um, and so that, that is just kind of the journey that we're on to continue on our speaking tour again to write the book that um, I actually have a meeting today um, to talk about a feature film. Um, that we want to produce, um, like like a Rudy or like a Rudy or a Blindside. So tons of stuff going on. We are super busy over here. Yeah, uh, just just living life and and creating an adventure and an opportunity. Awesome. Are you training for anything else right now? Or are you just? No, I uh, I am starting to get back into training. Obviously, I've had an extensive recovery. Um, the few races I have on my calendar um, starts with Ram Race Across America. Okay. A team of eight and we're going to bike across the, the country in that race we hope to do it in less than six and a half days um, to cover the 3500 miles um, and then uh, we're going to put on our race here in july um, i'm going to do challenge roth in germany which is a super bowl in our sport yeah and, and i'm going to finish the year with um, the swim run uh, world championships the otillo in sweden and so those are kind of my three three yes. big races a massive bike ride a massive swim run and then a, a full distance train i love it um wow this has just been an honor guys if you have any questions or you want to follow along um james journey the iron cowboy brand be sure to go to the links below in the description or you can go to ironcowboy.com for literally anything you need on the fitness space um but apart from that james this has been an absolute honor and thank you so much for coming in Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a happy holidays, everybody. And even happy holidays. If you, happy if you outside of the holidays, have an amazing 2022 and the rest of your journey. I hope was unbelievable and fruitful. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more like it, as well as free resources, be sure to head over to our website, which is kirsten.com. It's K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N.com. And if you do not want to miss another episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms or catch the video version of this on YouTube. Apart from that, we'll see you next time.
Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like The Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.